If you're a busy woman raising children and you want to learn to reverse engineer how you want to feel in all areas of your life, listen up. For the first time ever, I am teaching my energetic time management process. Not only am I teaching it live, but you're getting one-on-one access to me. Yes, you heard that correctly. You can reach out to me personally and get feedback on how this process is working in your life. So head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash workshop. As soon as you register, you are going to get a pre-recorded training video that you can watch over and over and over again that also has an accompanied PDF, step-by-step. I'm literally showing you step-by-step. You're also going to be... um, given the details to reach out to me one-on-one and my team so we can support you as you're integrating this work in your busy schedule. And we're also going to be throwing in two live group Q&A calls. So come ask your questions. I'm going to show you how to integrate energetic time management, not just at home, but in your work as well. Ask all your questions, and I'm there to help you live in alignment with how you want to feel. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash workshop and join us live today in May. About six months ago, my oldest son and I headed to New York to meet Dr. Robert Malilo. Dr. Robert Malilo is one of the most respected specialists in childhood neurological disorders in America. He's been helping children overcome learning disabilities for over 30 years. His area of expertise includes autism, ADD, ADHD, OCD, dyslexia, Asperger's, Tourette's, bipolar, and other mental and attention behaviors and learning disabilities or disorders. He's also an expert in diet, nutrition, and neuroimmune disorders in children and adults. I want you to check him out at Dr. RobertMalilo.com. And Malilo is spelled M-E-L-I-L-L-O. This man has changed the way I think of my children's brain. And he gave me hope for the first time in my son's future. Go check him out, drrobertmalilo.com. Hello, Leanne, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Me too. I've been slowly stalking you on the internet for years and years. Oh, well, thank you. That is high praise, my friend. I love when um, I tell people all the time that, I mean, I've been married for so long that I haven't had to use dating apps, but running a business online or using online platforms when you're networking, I feel like I'm I'm in the dating world of like dating women all the time because I'm like, hey, do you want to be friends? Do you want to connect? Let's have a coffee virtually. So we've made it here and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. When we first connected, um, 
you, you were talking about something that just lit me up and I'm like, we need to have this conversation on the Emotionally Uncomfortable podcast because everything I talk about here is about getting emotionally uncomfortable and I'm all about empowering women to feel alive and energized. And that may be, we have conversations about parenting, we have conversations about health and work is such a big part of the lives of the women that I attract, whether they're in corporate or whether they're business owners and money, 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 money is such a triggering topic. Everybody wants it. Everyone wants more of it, but in order to receive it, we have to get emotionally uncomfortable. So I would love to know a little bit about your perspective on money and women and why you're so passionate about it. So I'll give you the microphone. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, thanks for setting us up. Really, I was excited to have this conversation with you because I'm a business coach. I coach mom entrepreneurs to create profitable, wildly successful businesses so they can live their dreams. And, you know, what happened for me is I'd spent years inside a career that I liked but didn't really love. I got good at it. I got good at um, sales and helping other people make lots of money. And then something shifted when I had my two kids. I no longer wanted to be sitting in a cubicle doing a bunch of work for somebody else that wasn't really aligned with my own personal values anymore. And it certainly wasn't aligned with the work-life balance that I wanted to create. And so I was able to um, create a community and then create coaching programs designed to help women start businesses, grow businesses, make boatloads of money and have the best time doing it. And over the course of the last almost decade now, I just keep seeing the same issues coming up when it comes to women and money. And I think the biggest issue is we feel uncomfortable when it comes to talking about money, when it comes to anything to do with money, not just making it, but when it comes to saving it, when it comes to spending it, when it comes to keeping it. We have so much guilt and shame around money. And a lot of the times I hear people say, well, I might be good at X, you know, photography or design or whatever it is our business is, but I'm not good at the business stuff. And I certainly don't know anything about money. And it breaks my heart every time because I understand that. I understand most of us weren't raised in households where money was being talked about all the time and we were being encouraged to make money and save money. Um, I get that it's not part of our DNA per se, but we're also perpetuating it by saying things like, I'm not good with money. So it's a big part of why I do what I do. I've seen far too many women build businesses that are not financially stable. I've seen far too many women um, ask less for themselves than what they truly deserve, which holds them back, which in turn holds their family back, right? Because we are valuable members of society. We deserve to go out there and do meaningful work that we love and we deserve to be paid well for it. But most of us are so uncomfortable with the concept of money that we are not even able to start having the important conversations. We're not even able to think about asking for what we're worth because we're so uncomfortable with this concept. And I think, you know, what, what I want more than anything out of this conversation is I want to see change happen. I want women to feel great about their money. 
I want them to have an awareness about how much they have. I want them to feel courageous enough to ask to be paid more, whether that is in a day job or in your own business. And I just think, I think we have a long way to go. I'd like to see things change when it comes to women and money. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I love this conversation. I, I know I have, or we chatted about this previously, but I never got into business one to make money. I got into business to make an impact. And I think a lot of women do the same thing, right? There's there's like heart, there's soul inside of it. But in order to be sustainable and to actually make an impact, money is part of that equation. And having a wildly uh, expensive hobby as your business is not a business. And yet we tell ourselves that it is. I'm curious because I've also been looking into the word profit and talking about how profit to me personally equals not just money because you can have all the money you want in the bank account, but it also means time and energy. And to me, it's like you have the extra energy, you have the extra time and you have the extra money. So like we need to look at the actual money itself, but what do you, where do you see the correlation with like, maybe women now are making more money or they're like, okay, yes, uh, Leanne, that's not my issue. Like I'm doing very, very well. I'm making the money. I'm asking for what I want. I've upped my prices. I've done the things. I'm reading the books. I'm whatever. But there's still other parts of their lives where they're not receiving or they're shrinking or they're like overextending themselves. So how do you see the correlation with it's not just about the money? Well, I think money is, is it, it's so universal, right? Currency in general is used worldwide mm-hmm. as a means of valuing things. So for most of my women, it really isn't about the money. Now that with that said, I do coach some women for whom if they don't, if their business isn't successful, they don't put food on the table. To me, I take that responsibility very seriously. Yeah. But overall, I think, you know, there's a couple of core problems. I think the first one is that who am I to be asking for this, right? That is really the biggest issue. Now, whether that's you're a newbie business owner and you're not sure what you should charge because it's so new and you and you don't have those examples of people who've done it or you know I think about some of my six figure business owners that are still struggling every time they raise their rates they still struggle with those non-dream clients who want to come in suck up all their time suck up all their energy and pay as little as possible right and it's it's that at its core we have these feelings of I am not good enough to be doing that. Mm -hmm. I am not good enough to be having a business that makes money, to be charging anyone anything. And then at the later stage, it's I am not good enough to be charging them that. So I better charge less because then I'll at least get people who will say yes to that. I see this a lot with a lot of sort of business owners that have made it to the first six figures or maybe they're on the way and they think that the way to grow a successful business is to keep your prices small. I'll hear things like, well, I don't want to be unfair or I don't want to be not accessible. But the problem is if you're so affordable to everybody, first of all, you end up working with a a lot of people who are not a perfect fit for your own unique brand of genius, 
right? We call them the non-dream clients. The second piece is you start to burn out because you're working so many hours because you've made your services so accessible. And now you wonder where all your time has gone. And now you want to grow and to scale and potentially do things like lead a team. But where are you going to find the time to do that? Because you've underpriced, you've undercharged. So I wish I could say this was a beginner mistake, but I see it at every level of business that who am I to be doing that? Who am I to have a $5,000 coaching program? Who am I to take the stage and do that? Right? It is about money, but it's about so much more than money. Yeah. I, oh my gosh, I love this conversation. So, one, these blocks never go away. It's like new level, new devil, right? You go to the next, and it's like, are you kidding me? It's like the spiral effect. And when, I found at the beginning for myself, the problem seemed so big. The block seemed so big. Like, when am I going to get, when I get over that, then I will, right? When I have no more fear, then I will. And it's almost like as I keep growing, um, I understand the game more, right? The emotional game, the mental game. And I can sit with the duality of this is uncomfortable, I'm learning and growing. I've never been here before. And I'm also doing something that my mother didn't do. My grandmother didn't do. My great-grandmother didn't do. I'm breaking generational patterns. Like give yourself a break, Heather. Do the healing work as you're growing. So do you notice anything like that where it's like, does it get easier for you? What do you notice about as you continue to grow? Like someone who's been doing this for so long. Yeah. So I I think there are definitely pieces around this that get better with time and more importantly, get get better with practice, right? I think about some of my business owners who have say like a proposal-based business where they would send out a proposal and it either gets a yes or a no. Well, after you've done that hundreds of times, you start to care a lot less about every single one being exactly right. Right. Or I think about my business owners, you know, money is directly tied to the quality of their discovery calls. They do more calls and they have deeper quality conversations where they're genuinely caring about the person on the other end. They're going to make more money. But guess what? To get really good at those things, you got to practice. And a lot of people will get their first three or four no thank yous and go, oh my God, this is too uncomfortable. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I get that most people don't go into business because they love the sales side of things. But what's on the other side of that practice is a healthy, financially successful business that's going to allow you to do so many things. So it is absolutely crucial Mm -hmm. and absolutely worth it that we do take these uncomfortable skills and we work on them. Nothing, nothing ever gets better without practice. Think about it. Think about anything that you do in your life that you are, would consider yourself proficient at. Yeah. How did you get there? It didn't, it wasn't because you, you know, tried it once and it actually worked. It's because you've iterated. It's because you put in the reps. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't willing to put in the reps. Yeah. So, you know, to bring it back to like some of these core issues, issue number one definitely is the who am I? to be doing this. I am not worthy of charging this. I think issue number two is, you know, we tell ourselves money is complicated and it's not for me. And this is, you know, to say, to, to come back to what you were saying about, you know, generational stuff, for most of us, the men in our family 
handle the money. And for many of the women I coach, that still holds true today. Mm -hmm. There is one person who's managing the finances. It is not us. And therefore, it's sort of like this mystery that we feel left out of, that we feel is kind of like not our place. So in order to get good at this money stuff, we need to practice on every level. We need to practice simple things like opening a business bank account and depositing regularly and also withdrawing regularly. You know, you wouldn't believe the number of women that I know running businesses that are not actively paying themselves a salary. Yeah. They are just kind of like, oh, I take what I need when I need it. But there's no clarity there. There's no plan there. So money becomes this afterthought that we're really, if I can be honest, like we're too scared to look at it. We're too scared to get to know it, to understand it. And here's the thing, like we're really talking about flow. When your business is doing well, money's flowing in and money's flowing out, right? Mm -hmm. You are paying yourself, hopefully, but you're also paying other people. You're also paying for, you know, your website provider and, you know, basic things that we all need. It's almost impossible to run a business without some expenses. And you certainly shouldn't be running a business very long without paying yourself. So if you think of it like that sense of flow, money's going to come in and money's going to go out. What we want to make sure we're doing is that we're looking closely enough. We're spending time with our money. We're getting to understand, you know, what's your average monthly revenue look like? Where is that revenue coming from? And then what are you doing with it once you're getting it? Again, we're not going to get good at this stuff until we're willing to put in the time and just look. And most of us are too scared. We feel too overwhelmed. We feel too out of our depths that we don't even do that. We don't even look at it. We avoid it at all costs. We focus on the fun things in our life or in our business, right? The number of women that will tell me like, Oh, I don't have time to do the finance stuff, but I certainly have time to do, you know, three hours on Instagram every day. We're focusing on the stuff that gives us instant gratification. Mm-hmm. That feels good. Like I post this, I make a sale. Yay. Or I do this call to action. I get this many responses. We're so conditioned for those likes and those comments, but that doesn't pay the bills. So I think, you know, your podcast is so aptly named. We have to be willing to do the uncomfortable work to see success in all areas of our life and business, right? And this is exactly it. It's it's so fascinating to watch and observe like the mind, like the stories that we tell ourselves about, I can't do this because I was having a conversation with a woman this morning Mm -hmm. and we were talking about money. And the debt came up, like the shame around debt. And I was like, I have some crazy debt stories for you. I'm happy to share my own debt stories for you. But I've said over and over again on my podcast, Visa saved my life. Visa saved my life. It was my it was my provider. My dog's yelling in the background. It's my provider uh, when I was going through my cancer treatment and I started investing out of pocket in functional medicine, I'm like, what a privilege to have the access to credit. Visa saved my life. And different energy, right? Different relationship. Of course, there can be this negativity or this like ugh, feeling about it, but it's like, what, what are you doing towards that? Again, if you have it and you're avoiding it, yeah, of course it's going to build up. It's going to be there. But if you're like, thank you, look what it's given you, right? To get to where you want to go. But also 
continuing. That's not flow. Something else isn't flowing in your life. You're dimming, you're avoiding, you're doing all the things. And so we looked at it and I was like, listen, you literally just have to do the thing that you've been saying you've been wanting to do, but you've been avoiding doing and that debt will be gone. So is this a money issue or are you, again, looking at your wounds and not looking at your potential? So what do you do with your clients to help them like retrain their brain to not focus on, yeah, but, yeah, but, and shift into possibility and step into that next level in their business? Yeah. So this is a great question. You know, I would say my top clients are already doing this work on their own. My best coaching clients have an immense sense of self-awareness, which includes our money baggage. We're all coming to the table with certain money issues. And, you know, as you sort of pointed out there, it's the stories we're telling ourselves. I can't afford this because, or I'm not worth that because, or I can't charge this because. Look at those becauses. Look at that, come face to face with that and ask yourself, is that really true? You know, I had this wonderful coach. There was a time where I thought I can't charge more than $2,000 for a coaching program. And she called bullshit on that. She was like, why do you think that is? And my because was at the time, well, I'm not very experienced. And then I'll be going up against the big guys like you, like her rates, I think at the time were 7,000. And I was like, I'm not ready to put myself in that arena. I'm not ready to call myself that. What if they, and this was really what was underneath it, what if they pay that much and they find out that I'm not actually very good yet? Mm -hmm. Well, the story went like this. Within a short amount of time, the rates went from 2,000 to 3,500 to 5,000. And yes, I was getting more experienced as time went on, but more importantly, I was showing up as a different person. I was showing up as someone who was more experienced and ready to tap into that experience. My coaching got better as a result of that. I forced myself to bring my A game every single time because I knew that these people were paying more and I knew that they probably did have higher expectations. Guess what else happened? The work got immensely more fun. And way more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, people that were investing 5000 was a very different person than the person that was investing 1000 or 2000 And so as you evolve in your skill set, you will have these moments of, I'm not ready to do X yet. Sometimes it is money. Sometimes it's other stuff. But look at the reasons why you're telling yourself you're not ready. This is what I encourage my clients to do. Look at the story. Look at the reasons. And I always say reasons are just excuses that are holding you back. That's all reasons are. You might think they're logical, but nine times out of 10, they're not. Because you know who doesn't have a problem with doubling their rates overnight? Men. (laughs) You know who doesn't have a problem with going for that job? I heard this statistic on the radio the other day. Who listens to the radio anymore? I guess I was driving somewhere and the statistic was... Men will apply for jobs when they meet 60% of the criteria and women will wait until they meet 100% of the criteria to apply for that same job. What this is telling us is 
we need to learn how to fake it before we make it. And that phrase may not resonate with you, but I've done a, a really powerful podcast episode of my own on this exact topic that I will ask with your permission to share with your audience. Because if the word faking it doesn't resonate, then think about this, embody it before you feel ready for it. Mm-hmm. Be willing to step into it. Try it on for size a little bit and see how that feels before deciding it's not for you. And this episode that I'll share goes a a lot more into the sort of woo-woo law of attraction side of things, which I know you're... I'm a huge fan of them, like share away. Yeah, yeah. But it's true. Um, We need to be willing to go there in our own minds. And play with the idea that what if I was good enough? What if I was ready now? Mm-hmm. What if I could make this leap and it wouldn't be the end of the world? Yeah. You know, that all of this stuff is, is so tied up in, in our self-worth. It is, it is everything. You know, the most successful people that I have ever coached, they're not any smarter than the others. They're just more confident. They're more willing to try things and fall flat on their face and be okay with it. Yeah. You know, and that includes prospecting, that includes selling to people who might say no, that includes asking for the raise, asking to be paid more, being willing to hear no a couple more times before you get it right, right? So often we're, we're limiting ourselves because we're so scared that we might not get it right. And I mean, you know this, your journey is how many years long now? You know, we oh, just, we, we're never going to have all the answers. I am so grateful you are willing to have this conversation and go there. I mean, there's, we could talk about this forever. Um, I'm now taking the stand that I get angry when I'm continuously with like hearing these stories of like, well, I have imposter syndrome and I'm like, we love to label ourselves. We love to like diagnose ourselves. Like, okay, what are you doing about it? right? Like, are you, do you want to stay stuck there? Like I have impo- quote unquote imposter syndrome too. I have all the same things you do. I just act differently. And there's something that um, I've been talking about lately. And this is mainly because of all the quote unquote mistakes and failures I've had in the last year or two, because I've been taking rapid action in certain areas of my business, like trying to solve specific problems and just falling flat on the face. I mean, like that was not what I needed. And I have invested in programs and coaches and all the things, both male and female, which are very different experiences, by the way, like wildly different experiences. And you learn so much. And I'm just like, you said I was going to get this and you provided this, like the confidence that you have that that is enough is mind blowing. And then you go to a, a female founder and it's like this exceptional experience right out of the gate. And she's still saying, is this enough? Is this enough? But I'm like, ladies, you again are perpetuating the cultural belief by staying in this, like, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then we, you know, we're like, the gap, the gap. And it's like, but you are contributing to the gap just by the fact that you refuse to do like raise, like add another zero or refuse to like take the uncomfortable action. So yes, we can blame patriarchy. Yes, we can blame culture. Yes, we can blame oppression and system systems. But most of like the conversations that I believe you and I are having 
with women. They're in like, you're in a privileged opportunity and all you have to do is feel your feelings. And I'm saying add another zero, not literally, but metaphorically speaking. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much of this is, you know, being willing to really get clear about what you want too, right? I was speaking to a woman earlier today. She's got a great business. She's made her first like 40K. And when I asked her what she really wanted and specifically what she wanted to be paying herself from the business, because I think there's a lack of clarity in that. How much is my business making does not equal how much I am paying myself, right? Right. So I asked her that question and she said, oh, I want to be making at least 200K. And with the specific business type that she had, you know, I said, so, so you're ready to build a million dollar business in the next five years then. And all of a sudden, the look of terror on her face, like that just seemed so out of reach for her. But she had no problem saying how much she wanted to be making personally, too. So even having these conversations, you know, when I ask women that question, usually in discovery calls, how much money do you want to be making? It just kills me, the response. Most of them say, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Or I don't know, is this too much? Like, why are you asking me? Mm -hmm. Is it too much for you? Why do we, again, why do we limit ourselves? We, you don't have to have the answers. Another one I'll hear a lot is like, uh, I'd like to be making what I was making in my old job. Why? That job's gone. You know, like I told myself that because it was a frame of reference. Yeah. But I, when I realized that that number was actually holding me back from making what I should be making, I quickly changed my targets. And that's another thing that I think women, you know, need to hear is set goals around money. If you don't know what you want to achieve, you won't get there. So gross revenue goals, what do you want the business to be generating in total? CEO salary, what do I want to be paying myself? Don't worry if you're not there yet. And I teach this inside my coaching programs. I teach people how to set financial targets for themselves. This comes from my days being back on a sales team. I was actually really lucky. I had one of the world's hardest jobs. I had to sell $100,000 worth of travel every single month, or I would lose my job. That was the minimum requirement was 100,000. And when I first took that job, I'm like, oh my God, am I actually going to be able to do that? Mm -hmm. This seems so difficult. But because that objective was laid out for me and because there was accountability, I worked towards it. And guess what? Within three, four months, I was making 100K and then some. And so I applied when I started my business, even before I had quit that job. I was my last job before I went solo. I set myself, I printed out, I, I still have it. I printed out a little chart with the months of the year and a target number for each month. With, and, and, the, and you better believe that over the course of the year, the numbers got a little bit bigger, closer to the end of the year, right? And I used what I did know about seasonalities and things like that. I just set myself a plan. What I didn't do was go, yeah, but how do I know I'll get there? Yeah, but where's the proof, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have any proof. I just had to set it. And then I had to believe that it was possible for me. For a lot of us, it's these simple tools. Having a visual representation of what I was working towards that I could pick up, I could hold in my hand, I could look at regularly and go, yeah, I'm on track or nope, I'm not. You know, those simple tools and resources are going to actually help you get so much further. 
but so few people are doing that. And then we're wondering why our revenue is not growing or, or worse, you know, it's the, it's the six figure woman that's making six figures and can't figure out where it's all going. She's not even paying herself because she's reinvesting it into the business. And mm-hmm. these are obviously more advanced money problems, right? Beginners don't have these same issues, but we have to look at, at why this is happening. And I think starting to give ourselves a little bit more structure. One of my amazing clients, Karen Choi, she did a podcast episode on my show about this, this piece around money and how terrified she was to look at it and how it wasn't growing. And then we talked about something that she could do. We called it Finance Fridays. Go in every Friday, look at the sales that have come in, tally up the revenue you earned that week, appreciate it, give thanks for it, and then look at your target. And she just really loved the idea that every Friday she had an appointment with her money on her calendar that she didn't have to think about. And she just showed up and she did a a little bit of basic looking, calculating, appreciating. That was it. I think it was an hour once a week, but that set her on a path for financial abundance that she didn't have before. Simple systems work. I think that's like, Simple systems work. Like this is actually very easy and simple. It's going to be emotionally uncomfortable, but if you say you want it, you're already invested in it. You might as well be all in and keep going. So Leanne, I know we could have this conversation forever and ever, and you have a lot of resources and support that you can offer people as well. So they can go find more of you. So where... I know you have a, a freebie for everybody. Um, yes. so you can let them know where it is, what it is and where they can get access to that and your podcast and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. If you love podcasts, then please check out mine. It's called The Business of Thinking Big. And uh, most of the time I spend time on Instagram. You can find me at Leanne Kim Coach. And yeah, I put together a resource for your people who already have businesses and they're looking to attract more of the right people, make more money, live the abundance, all that good stuff. So you can find that at mamasandco.com slash dream. I love that. All right, Leanne, thank you for being you. You are making an impact and I'm so excited that we had this uh, conversation. So thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having me. I just, I really want us to change the conversation and change the narrative around women and money and you yourself are doing some very important work in this, in this department. So thank you. Thank you. Are you a professional woman raising children looking to create a more sustainable lifestyle while also dreaming big and having the courage and confidence to follow through? I'm now accepting applications for our next cohort of my signature program called Mastery. Mastery is a program designed for women raising children who desire to live and parent on their own terms. These are women who think big. These are women who identify as the strong ones, the leaders, and they are so done playing small. Head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash mastery and get on the interest list so I can send you the application. Inside of mastery, you're going to learn things like how to manage your energy, not time, so you can get more done in less time, how to set healthy work and relationship boundaries so you feel respected, fulfilled, and alive, how to stop yelling. And we're also going to talk about advanced level emotional intelligence skills. 
managing your fear, your guilt, and the judgment from others, letting all of that go. We talk about navigating stress and burnout and how to avoid it in the future. The secret to developing healthy habits that actually stick and how to have emotionally uncomfortable conversations with ease. I personally review each application to make sure that your vision and attitude are aligned with the courageous action takers that join my community. So if this is you and you're interested, head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash mastery. My last name is spelled C-H-A-U-V-I-N and it's .com forward slash mastery. M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. And join our interest list today and we will send you the application as we are actively currently reading and accepting those applications for our next cohort. So get on over there. I sometimes joke that I wish I taught people how to make green smoothies for a living, but I know I'm doing that because I'm trying to run away from what brings me joy. And what brings me joy is helping women and men, families in general, and children feel alive. And sometimes that journey to feeling alive is painful. It's emotionally uncomfortable, and it's not always easy. This is why I created the Aligned Life Quiz. So if you're tired of being tired, you want to stop just surviving, and you want to find out exactly where to focus and access realistic tools to confidently manage your energy, emotions, and impact, you can head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash life quiz. It takes you two minutes and it's going to show you. I call them internal leadership skills. Where do you need to focus your energy and attention for the quickest results? And also, which phase are you living in? So head on over to heatherchauvin.com forward slash life quiz to take the aligned life quiz right now. If you're ready to stop just surviving and you want to start thriving, but you don't know how to manage it all, go there. It will take you two minutes and it will change your life. I also, on the inside, show you which podcast episodes to listen to based on your quiz results. HeatherChauvin.com forward slash life, L-I-F-E, quiz. Quiz.